the song says, you are good all the time. God is good. And all the time, you may be seated. We thank the Lord to be able to be here to worship Him and to receive from Him what He has for us. I think it's important. Uh, I don't ever want that to become just rhetoric. We, it, it could be, I guess, but I want it to be a, a sermon as well that we are here to worship Him. But the important part or another important part to that message would be and to receive from Him what He wants us to have. Not just our idea of what it's like to be in church, but because we are here to worship Him, to receive from Him what He would have. The Bible says to draw close to Him, and He will draw close to us. That's Bible. That's Word of God. And it's not King James Version, it's Charles C. Winchester Version of King James Version. But it is important today to worship Him and to receive from Him what you have, what He has for us. It is good to see all of you here today, even though we got a lot of folks gone to uh, reunions and different things. I tell you what, we're prepared to ourselves here, being here to receive from Him so that we can all go to that grand, great, great reunion that is going to be one of these days. Brother Harold, come ahead. I, I'm almost preaching up here this morning, and we need to do business first. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> All right, we will have a little pastoral update here in a moment. Uh, we'll do a couple announcements first. Um, next weekend, ladies' retreat. There you go. There's a few going anyway. <laughs> but uh, it's not too late. If you still want to get signed up for that, they can do that. There's actually been quite a number of them signing up this week um, coming in. So if, if you want to do that, uh, you, you can see some information in the bulletin, or there's some in the back of the church as well on the bulletin board. Um, then remember Fall Festival October 29th. So put that on your calendar. Still a little ways away, but... Uh, 4 to 7 p.m., and if you can volunteer to help, there is a sign-up sheet right uh, in the back by the stairway there, So, and we'll continue to make a few more announcements on that in the weeks upcoming, but does anyone have an announcement they need to make? Yeah. Okay. Oh, she's working ahead. <laughs> She will not be here next week, so if you want to, you can get a bulletin early if you want one back there, or there'll be some back there next week already ready. Um, and I didn't mention the ladies' meeting too, October first here at the church at five o'clock. So, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna say ladies' retreat leftovers for food. And <laughs> wow. Okay, so that's Saturday, October 1st, so uh, 5 o'clock here at the church. Okay, and then um, Wednesday night, uh, Bishop Smith, the overseer of the four states, was here. Um, 
and had a meeting with the pastoral committee. He is, uh, I guess, has came in contact with a couple more names, and he um, wanted to see if, if we wanted him to pursue that. So he's reaching out to a couple other pastors, and uh, if he can get them to come in, it will be in October, likely to speak here at the church. Uh, a couple of young pastors, I guess, with families. Um, so we don't know yet if that's happening, but that's what he's doing. So you know what we know as far as, as, far as that goes. Um, so we will just take care of the services. If there's any in there where somebody's not here, um, we won't be uh, pastorless on those days. All right, so but this, the uh, uh, search as far as a pastor being named will go into October. So if you have any questions on that, you can see me or one of the other committee members. And if I miss something, committee members, feel free to shout it out. But that's where that's at. So we'll continue to pray about that and see if God moves on either of these two individuals to uh, to uh, accept uh, a pastoral position or if God has something different. So just continue to pray about that. And at this time, that, that'll lead us into prayer. Let's all stand. Um, does anyone have any requests they want to make known? Obviously, continue to pray for the church, the situation with the pastor. Is there anything else? I know we got a lot of traveling this weekend out of town. Okay, yes, remember all them traveling for retreat? Nothing else? All right, well, let's all pray this morning. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. God, praying for uh, service here this morning. God, we pray that you keep the pastor this morning, that you direct him, speak through him today, God, that you help him just to uh, provide what you want us to hear this morning, Lord. God, help us to hear from you. Hear with each special way, God. Any not feeling well this morning, pray that you would strengthen them, God, be with them where they are, Lord. Continue to watch over and minister to each of them, God. With the pastoral search here, God, we just pray that you continue to work and move, God, that you be with the overseer and help guide his mind, his thoughts, Lord, and be with him during this time and as he reaches out to other individuals, God, we just pray that you move on their hearts, Lord, your will, to be in the search, God, and that you will have your way, that your will will be done, God, in all, all things, Lord, many unspoken requests here today, God, we know that you know each heart, each need, God, we just pray that you'll be with them, God, those that need financial help, God, that need jobs, Lord, um, healings, God, in their body, Lord, we're just praying that you're with them. God, that you can provide be the answer in each, each of their situations this morning, Lord. Trusting in you, Lord God, thank you for what you're doing, what you continue to do for each one, God, in our lives, God. Give you the glory in your name we pray these things, God. Amen. Amen. could have a couple ushers come up. It's third Sunday. Uh, expense offering. It'll be church expense this morning. So you need it to go to a different fund. Um, just mark it on the check or on an envelope, and it will. Let's pray again. God, we thank you again for this opportunity to give here this morning, Lord. We just uh, ask that you continue to uh, bless these offerings, God. And for this one, Lord, going towards church expense, God, we just pray that you uh, help each 
each of uh, one who gives, God, that you, they will give from their hearts, Lord, and, and that they will be able to hear from you, that you will use the funds, God, just to continue to uh, work and do your ministry and spread your word. In your name, amen.
won the victory. And the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And we echo that authority of Jesus Christ in Jesus' name, right? In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Great. 
do the impossible, God. Move the immovable, Lord. Hallelujah. You are able, God. And we trust you today. Amen. We believe it, Lord. Amen. You can be seated in our past. Wasn't this worship team great? Amen. Amen. Some of you didn't think so. So will you be here next week to try out for the worship team? All right. Eight or nine years ago, there was a couple that dropped in on our church service. And at some point in the service, the pastor, me, asked, gave opportunity for testimonies. And one of those people that testified that day, I can still see them sitting about where she is sitting today, stood and gave a testimony. And at the close of the testimony, she gave a prayer request. And that was to pray that she and her husband could find a church home. She sat down, and the pastor, not missing a lick, she understands what that means, says, you have found it. And sure enough, for the ensuing years to this day, she, her husband, of course, has gone on to see the Lord. She has been with us. She's going to be with us, with me and my wife on our next to the last Sunday. It's my wife's last Sunday, as a matter of fact, because she's going to be in ladies' retreat next week. Sister Molly came from the same part of the world that I did. I came from the state of Tennessee a little a few years before she did. I was born on the western part of Tennessee, which is flat country, known for its cotton, swamps, and mosquitoes. She, however, was born up in the hills, the mountains, before Dolly got there. Before the Tennessee Titans got there, you that know football. And she got there in time, though, to learn about one of the greatest foods in the world, and that's poke. 
you don't know what poke is, look it up on your smartphone. There's even restaurants in that part of Tennessee called Poke Salad Annie. Great place to eat. Poke is a little better than dandelion greens in the neighborhood of spinach. Mustard greens and turnip greens. Oh my goodness. Throw some fat back in. If you call it poke salad, that's because it's got egg cooked in it. Otherwise, it's poke. I'm saying poke like a poke. Wonderful, nutritious food. <laughs> Poor people would go out in their yards and stop alongside the road and pick up poke. Today it's marketed, and I see it in stores. The world finally caught on. But Sister Molly, she came out of Tennessee, but you never took Tennessee out of her. And she, I asked her to do something today, here toward the end of my wife and our last Sundays. I asked her to sing. And she's unique and beautiful in her singing. And uh, somebody with a, can do the microphone and help her out. Sister Molly, you come ahead. And this lady is going to sing. And she'll tell you what she's going to sing and what it's all about. Give her a cheer before she sings. Thank you. 
It's okay. I gotta do the set, start over. It's okay, Ellen. took her out of the state of Oklahoma, which was no doubt a blessing to Oklahoma. However, she's been a blessing everywhere she's went. She's my wife, and she's coming, I think, to say a few words. I'm here. You need your chair. No, I'm, I'm good. 
I'm good. My goodness, I look out and I see faces that I've seen for 11 years, watched you. It's been a good 11 years, guys. We've gone through sorrow. We've gone through joy. You've watched me fall down the flight of stairs here. You heard about me falling down the flight of stairs at home. Not too long ago. Some of our prayers have been answered. Some of them God hasn't answered yet. But we heard during the Sunday school class that we always don't get our answer immediately. Sometimes he does. I've seen some healed, seen some blessed. But I'm not saying goodbye because I'm going to see you guys. My son says, I heard you're going back up there. I said, well, son, not every Sunday. But if they have a wedding or if they have something like that and we're invited, oh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. If a baby's going to be born and there's going to be a shower and I'm invited, oh, yes, I'm going to be here. But I praise God that on a March, first Sunday of March, we came to this church. Some of you I knew before we came. Some of you I didn't. But God has blessed. And I just want to say, God, it's been good to me. And you guys have been so, so, so good to us. Yes. I couldn't. Anybody ask me about this church, I have nothing but good things. Because there's nothing but good. You are a loving, loving group of people. Somebody walks in that door, Joe, you get loved. You don't get anything else. They show you love. You found that out. Molly and Bob found that out. Tammy found that out. I look through and I see faces that have came since we've been here in faces that I've stayed, that are gone on. But I thank God for you. And I just want you to know that. I may not send a card to all of you, but the church will get a card. Just remember that you are a body of Christ. You, as a whole, are a body of Christ. He is the head. He is the head. And he has this body in his hand. And he is taking care of this body. I believe that with all of my heart that there's great things coming, guys. There's great things coming. Great things are coming. Hold on. Remember that, okay? It's good to see you guys sitting back there on the back seat. Good to see you come in. 
I was wondering if maybe you'd drop in. <laughs> and so it, it's just good to see all of you, though, all of you. God bless you. And I'll see you down the road. We're going to see each other. I'm going to miss coming. I said, oh, I won't get to work in the fall festival. Well, <laughs> you can always call me and say, hey, we need you. <laughs> maybe here, bring me. Or maybe I'll drive my own self. Then, God bless you. Joan is a good little corner. That's to pick you up. If you wish, please give my wife a good cheer again, please. <laughs> On behalf of both of us, we do appreciate the church's kindness and remembrance of my wife and I last Sunday and the great dinner, wonderful gifts and cards that you provided. and. I thank and praise the Lord for you for that. I have not evolved yet to next Sunday, which traditionally for many pastors, including myself over the years, the farewell Sunday, a sermon. However, I don't know that I'm preaching a farewell sermon but I, by the help of the Lord, will be preaching. And as two Sundays ago, I used the words in my title of Keep Moving. And today I'm still following that same word, keep. And I'm using the word keep growing. And my... Subject presentation comes from, in conjunction with keep growing, what do we think, I think, growing in faith? Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18, King James Version, as all my verses are from King James today, Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Notice the scripture said in the beginning, grow in grace. Growing in faith. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. It does not take a Rhodes Scholar to know 
that in order to be pleasing to the Lord and for the Lord to be pleasing to the world through you, that we have to grow. As a matter of fact, Peter in writing, he said, as you grow in grace, there will be glory both now and forever. I'd just like to point out very simply that our relationship, our connection with the Lord Jesus Christ now is not just for now, but it is forever. Now, if if somebody really wants a definition of how long forever is, you look it up, forever. You'll find out that there is no ending, no period in the span that defines the word forever. So we're talking about something that is everlasting, that it has no boundaries, growing in faith. And as Peter points out, let's begin with growth and grace. And then he points out, let us grow in knowledge. And then he points out whom to grow in grace and to grow in knowledge is. And he indicates that that is none other than our Lord and Savior. And then I love the way it's summed up in this particular verse. If you want a quick summation, skip the next few words and go to the last word. Amen. That's pretty pretty much of a summation. But he says, To him be glory both now and forever. We often, and rightly so, point to the fact that at the end of this life there awaits a crown of righteousness for those that have lived and followed and died in the Lord. So true. But there is also a glory that exists for those that are growing in the Lord. Now you that have been in those church services that the evangelistic fervor of the Holy Ghost has came upon the congregation and before the service is over, there has been an altar service. We had one here last Sunday. There was not as much as we would like for it to have been, but to God be the glory for what happened here last Sunday. But in those services where the fervor of the Holy Ghost has hit the congregation, the preaching, the singing has been anointed, and sinners 
have been convicted of their sins. And they come to an altar. Some may come crying. Some may come with tears running down their entirety of their face. Others may be coming, just can't get there fast enough. They're running. You, you that have seen all this, have seen the glory of God work in this particular fashion. But then there is a glory of God that happens as these people, as these souls, begin to repent of their sins and to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come into their life. And you have seen people that have been badgered with the wickedness of life, whatever that wickedness may have been, and you have seen their troubled, their troubled exterior. You may have seen the uh, odor or smelled the odor of what their body has been ingesting before they came to the church service. Whatever you have seen, you've seen it, the glory of God to begin to replace all that. And I, in my years in which I served as an evangelist and went throughout the country, I can, holding revivals, I can never, never get over the fact of how a repentant sinner can come to the altar and when they prayed and received the Lord Jesus Christ into their life, that they became a new person, not only on the inside, but something cosmetically happens to a person who gives their heart and is redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Here we have this, the man Peter talking about what the grace of God can do. And he is talking about growing in that grace. In the knowledge, oh my goodness, how many times have I, perhaps you have, heard people say, I just want to get, after they've received the Lord Jesus Christ in their life, they say, I just want to get more knowledgeable of him. I want to grow closer to him. Where I'm at today, I want to be way beyond that tomorrow. The quest for knowledge, for closeness, for fellowship just begins to happen when Jesus comes in. Keep growing. That is the message. That is the theme of any group of people, any local church, that we're not here to see how big the dinner can be. Dinners are good, and I'm not faulting dinners. But we're here to help the grace of God set sinners apart from the life of sin and destruction, to grow in it and experience the glory of the Lord. And then let the church say,
amen to that. There are things that will want to stymie the growth of a church. There are the same things will want to hinder you in your personal growth of the Lord. Things that are adverse, errors from even those that want to make a mockery of what true salvation, true religion is all about. The Bible gives us instruction about how to grow in grace and what not to ingest. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, Peter wrote, he said, there will be false prophets among the people. Now, that, that's, that's, if you just stop for a moment, that's scary. That doesn't mean that they are going to wear signs that neon or in 3D or bold and black and where everybody can see and not misunderstand who they are and what they are. It's going to take a church. It's going to take a people connected with the Lord that is going to be able to discern the Spirit and what is real and what is not real, what is beneficial and what is not beneficial. The Bible plainly states that there is going to be false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves self-destruction. What a responsibility in a local church. What a responsibility you as men and women of God have upon you. There is a big enough problem sometimes just keeping ourselves disciplined and keeping ourselves prayed up, keeping ourselves in tune with the Lord as we know that we should be in tune with the Lord. But there is even a greater responsibility that goes beyond that, and that is the fact that we need to help our brothers and sisters not to fall into traps of heresies, of false doctrines, keeping the truth of God's Word not only prying and relevant in our own hearts, but making sure that it does not creep into our church. We must realize that errors can affect the growth of a church. We understand, as it's wrote in Second uh, Peter chapter three, verse seventeen, that we must be faithful. We must be dedicated. Oh, we must be holding on. The scripture says, "Therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, be aware lest you also, being led away." with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. 
You need to listen to the scripture. We all need to listen to the scripture. Because you see, there is a case of dynamite out there called false teachings, wrong spirits, heresies. There are things out there that cosmetically can look good, but it does not line up with what thus saith the Word of God. Oh, how we need not to turn loose. Oh, notice the Scripture again. Listen to how impactful the Scripture is relative to this thought. Beloved, seeing you know these things, you've been hearing about them today, by the way, Beware lest you also, be aware lest you also be led away with the error of the wicked. The wicked don't care. That's their purpose. But uh, now then, let us smell the smelling sauce, if you please, the spiritual truth of God's Word. Let us not get entrapped into the error of the wicked and fall from that place that we were at steadfastly, joyfully, rejoicing in the Lord. We need to understand that growth is a non-ending process, that it keeps going, it is necessary. In First John chapter 2, verse 28, Therefore, beloved, Seeing you know these things before, be aware that you're not led away with the error of the wicked. We think about the duplication of these words from both Peter and from John. Let this mind be in you that you are not going to let trickery You're not going to let the vices of the world, the religious world I'm talking about, you're not going to be fooled into thinking that it's a roller coaster ride, ups and downs and hoops and hollers, but it's a matter of holding on to God Almighty, holding steadfast. We must understand, we must practice that we do not look behind We do not look to the left or right, figuratively speaking, and we keep our eyes on the goal, and that is on the Lord Jesus Christ. We grow by looking forward, by not being distracted. In Second Peter chapter two, verse chapter three, rather Second Peter chapter three, verses three and four, and then verse ten. Note these words, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days. We're in those last days. What are we to expect? What can we anticipate? That there shall be in those days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is The promise of his coming. I'd like to stop it right there. One of the greatest trickeries of modern devices to keep people from growing is to cause people to feel that what they have believed in, what they have held on to, 
is not working, that it is eroding. Okay, with that thought in mind, with those definitions there, the thing that begins to happen then, where is the promise of his coming? Where is the truth of what you have believed, in other words? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Now, as we, we stop, and, and this is really serious, I have personally encountered this type of thing in my ministry, in my relationship with the Lord. I have encountered this where I, I, as a kid, I used to ask my mother, how can there be a God out there and the heavens stop and then they start? What, what is beyond what we can't see? What is, is there existence there? And I've, as a person that grew older, I have often thought, how can there really be a, a heaven or hell after we die? And the fact that the, we don't see people like Abraham, Moses, we don't see Jesus in the physical, we, we wonder how in the world is this anything other than just something fictitious? Well, I tell you what, if we lose sight of Jesus, if we shall lose sight of communion with the Lord, if we lose sight of praying and worshiping Him, we can lose that steadfastness. We grow by not getting into that trap by the scoffers that come along in the last days. They don't have any purpose except what they want to do themselves. They're called scoffers, and they're walking after their own lust. And they're very plain, and it's very obvious if we keep our spiritual eyes open that they can ask the question, where, do, where in the world do you get all this? How can, science doesn't back that up, they'll tell you. This is not true. This is not based on any, what the computer will do, and so on and so forth. You have all that coming at you left and right. They'll even threaten you with the very foundation of where you have been in your belief in the Lord. Where is the promise of his coming have you seen a contract on it? Have you seen evidence of that somehow or another? Has there been uh, a sea to open up and walk through on dry land in your your day and time? You just read about it. All these things can be implanted in a person's mind. And we lose sight of the fact that God's Word is God's Word and that it will stand the test of time. Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, the scoffers are saying, they're not around. How, how do you really know this? And you hear them say, this is just fictitious. This is just from the creation that you came from. You evolved here to the animal's uh, technique and 
all this type of thing. Where, where is all, all that coming from? It's just fictitious. I'm talking about growth by not looking backwards or looking at and hearing the scoffers of this world. I'm talking about the Word of God, faith, growing in faith, growing in the knowledge and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Call us crazy, but crazy for the fact that the Word stands true. Call us crazy because we believe that there is hope and there's life after this life. Verse 10. It's a summation to the sermon. Verse 10 is, and it's a scripture that we need to grasp hold of. But the day of the Lord. Scoffers, are you there? Scoffers, are you listening? Are you there that are trying to disenchant the story of the Lord Jesus Christ? Disenchant we must understand that we do not live in a day in which scoffers, I want to put my trust in them. No way do I want to listen to the scientific aspects of this world that are direct conflict, that disenfranchise Christ, that does not believe in the blood. For listen, there is going to come a day of the Lord. He'll come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away. Oh, scoffers, you better wake up with this great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are there therein shall be burned up. That's not fiction. That's Bible. That's going to happen we do not want to be one of those people that have begun to hold the hand of mammon and then just pretend to hold the hand of the Lord. We need to keep growing in His Spirit, in His relationship. Oh, how we need to have that fundamental basic belief that God is God. His Word is Word. His Spirit is His Spirit. And Man cannot shake it from me, but we as a church, we as a part of a church, that we must hold on steadfastly to that which is the Word of God and believe in the fact that Jesus is coming again. And it's going to be one of these days in which we do not even begin to think when it could be because he'll come as a thief in the night and better get ready because the heavens will pass away. There'll be the melting of the elements, the atmosphere, the minerals, all the basic things of the world are going to disappear not fiction, my folks. This is real. And so is Jesus. And we can hold on to Him. Oh, bless be the name of the Lord. Would you stand in the name of our Lord as we come to the close of this service today? Let us be well aware of the fact that we must have a relationship that's built upon the faith in the Word of God and oh hallelujah
Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, may your spirit hover over us all here in this church service today. Lord, we want to be covered with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to walk in the spirit of the Holy Ghost. We want its guidance. We want to hear it speak to us. And we want it to speak to us. And Lord, we want you. Lord, right now, if there's a man or woman here today, if they're not where they need to be with you, Lord, I pray right now that they'll begin to open their heart, begin to not listen to the devil, not be shaky in the things that they were wondering about, but say, Lord, I believe you. Lord, I, I want you. I want to tr be in your trust and your guidance. I want you, Lord. My Lord, my God, my Lord, my God. I want you, Lord, in my life. Lord, I'm not coming, and you and I have talked about it many times, I'm not coming to the end of my ministry. I'm just coming to the end of our pastoral term. But Lord, the end may come tonight. It may come before I get home. But Lord, I know because of what I have in my heart right now, I'm with you, Lord, and I'm out of this world. Goodbye, world, goodbye. Hello, Jesus, good morning, heaven. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. Thank God, thank God. Hilokanai sandamahai. He come to my side. Oh, Holy Ghost, I love you. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love the glory of God upon this church as it continues to grow and glow for the cause of Christ. Bless every man, woman, boy, girl that is in this building. God, help us to be able to grow more as we... Lord. I've only been serving you 60-some-odd years. But, Lord, I just want to keep going. And, Lord, I want to keep growing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, bless everyone that is in this building right now. God, bless everyone that is in this building right now. Go with each one. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank <laughs> you.